50s. Uh, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. You know, it actually might help if I pulled the Hollywood Trash tab up before we started Hollywood Trash. You don't need that. Because then I could go right into telling you about uh, Home Alone being uh, America's favorite holiday rewatch movie every year. A really? Recent, yeah. A recent poll found out which holiday classic is America's favorite to rewatch every single year. Ten popular Christmas movies were listed, and people were asked to select which ones that they watch every year. Home Alone won uh, number one by 34%. That wouldn't have been my number one. Christmas Story would have been mine. That's number two. You See? know what? I, it's generational. I kind of like that one a little bit, but then when Home Alone came out, now it's like a classic. See, I saw the Christmas story in the theaters when it came out. Yeah. Back a million years ago. I saw Home Alone in the theaters when yeah. it first came out, back I, a million years ago. I uh, The first time I saw it, it came directly from Blockbuster. But, but here's one you probably saw sort of a first run with. A Charlie Brown Christmas came in at number three. Now, that was, what, 1960-something? So you might have seen <laughs> might, that I first run. I might have. I think it was 65 or 66. But, I was uh, born in 66. What about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? That's number four. Charlie Brown Christmas, 1965. One year before you were One born. One year, yeah. What about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Loved it. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know what year that was. Yeah, but, like, to, but it was new when you were born, so... <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's true. Uh, Elf is number five. Christmas Vacation is number six. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life is number seven. Uh, the Santa Claus is number eight. Miracle on 34th Street came in at number nine. And Die Hard came in at number ten. It is a Christmas movie. I know it is. No, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer came out in 1964. Okay. Before my time. Well, that was new, though, when you were born. That's like, oh, wow, look at this new technology we got with all these claymation characters. Right. Now, Frosty the Snowman came out in 1969. Happy New Year! Yeah, happy happy birthday. birthday. Here you go, right. All the good ones came out after I was born. Uh, And what about the heat heat miser? uh, That's not even on the list. Is that really a movie? Well, no, because Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is not a technically a movie. No, it's it's a it was a it was a made-for-TV uh, production. The Year Without a Santa Claus—that's the one you're talking about, right? I'm Mister Heatmiser. Yeah, I'm Mister Sun. 1974. Well, there you go. That has been around uh, forever. That was new, sort of when I was born. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how long will it take AI to completely replace us? Well, when it comes to writing and recording music, it's not quite there yet. An AI songwriter named Anna Indiana released her first single last week. It's called Betrayed by This Town, and everything about it is AI generated. The key, the tempo, the chord pro- progression, the melody notes, the rhythm, and the lyrics. Even Anna's image and voice were auto generated, and it's not good. She just released her second single, The First Step, and maybe it's a tiny bit better. It's hard to believe anyone could make a uh, mistake for these actions. These act- anyone could mistake these for actual songs created by human beings, but it's a little scary yeah. how close it is. Uh, being I, uh, real. you know, listen, I'm I'm sure a computer will figure it all out, uh, but uh, just because 
a computer program can write music doesn't mean it's got to be good. Yeah. Stop. That's true. I haven't heard of that, actually. Hey, get ready for the first Lifetime holiday movie with a sex scene. Really? Yeah. Which one? Uh, this one's called A Cowboy Christmas Romance. Uh, a driven career woman going back home for the holidays, a sweater-wearing nice guy who shows her how to slow down and enjoy life. You know the whole thing, uh, how sure. this works out. But here's something you'll never find in that Lifetime holiday movie, the sex scene. But that all changes on Saturday, December 9th with A Cowboy Christmas Romance. Is this reverse Cowboy Christmas? No, it's not. Are you it should sure be. about that? It should be. Stars Jana Kramer and Adam Sen do indeed get all holly and jolly on their way to uh, discovering the true meaning of Christmas. Yes. <laughs> she is very good at handling the Christmas balls. I'm sure she yes, is. I'm sure. Yeah. Or uh, you know, coming up with the Yule log. Yeah. What, when's, it, when's a real Lifetime movie going to come out where the guy with the big beer gut takes the mistletoe and puts it over his belly button and goes, Come on, honey, let's <laughs> celebrate Christmas! <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, yeah. Right here, honey. Says you got a kiss under the mistletoe, and I'm holding it on my belly, so you know what that means. Anybody interested in Christmas kissing balls? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but they're the Grinches. They're two sizes too, too small. small. <laughs> uh, a, a new Supergirl comic shows what happens when Supergirl pops a zit. It explodes all over the bathroom and makes a mess. <laughs> <laughs> that takes her three hours to clean up. I hope you all enjoy your breakfast after listening to that one. Like a runaway locomotive. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess it's good that you're uh, you're you're getting down with the teen problems, you know, because even if you even a superhero has zits, of course, but one that takes three hours to clean up. You pop a zit, it's able to leave tall buildings in a single bound. Oh God, that's disgusting. The whole. <laughs> The whole idea of that is Yeah, it is, is kind of gross. I kind of uh, want to see it, though. Uh, when uh, Richard Dawson uh, hosted uh, Family Feud back in the day, contestants were required to take mouth tests for herpes, herpes because of the way he kissed all the women on the lips. <laughs> is it? I don't know if we can... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, well, you think about it, he kissed everybody, regardless of how nasty they looked. Yeah, both male and female contestants were ordered to, quote, undergo a mouth test for the herp. The policy began because people actually complained about all the promiscuous kissing on the show and many diseases that could result. Uh, this is from a book called Outrageous, A History of Showbiz in the Culture Worlds by Kilf Nesteroff. Oh, I can't wait to read that one. Actually, he's a good writer. Yeah, I'm just I'm saying I'm a, I can't wait to read that one. <laughs> That's what I meant. Uh, and Kim Kardashian reviews, revealed her huge holiday light display, 100,000 twinkle lights. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Just had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I twinkled this much was when Ray J covered me with his Ebba Sneezer spooge <laughs> and that sex tape you could purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. God bless us, everyone. And when I say everyone, <laughs> I, I mean, mean everyone. everyone. Caitlin? Even Tiny Tim got some shrapnel from that. <laughs> Well, I never got that done and dirty with your brother Chris Kim, but I once inserted the antique doorknob in the salmon slit. <laughs> Those fishy flaps looked like an overinflated dinghy. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is she was quivering like a tased slab of chopped liver. 
There we go. You get to see a jiggle back. Oh, of course. It's like a big old jello mold. mold. Yeah, yeah just think the same thing. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Where? Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, great news. The Celtics have advanced to the quarterfinals of the NBA's in-season tournament. In related news, the NBA has an in-season tournament. Last night, the Celtics pounded living bejesus out of the Chicago Bulls by a razor-thin score of 124-97. to Now, under normal circumstances, I might have chosen to focus exclusively on the 27-point differential. Perhaps I would have talked about Jalen Brown knocking down 30 points, or perhaps I might have expanded on some of the regular, everyday aspects of having the best record in the NBA. I could have devoted all my time to all kinds of things about last night's game. But not when you have the NBA's in-season tournament hanging over your head. Why, it's the only thing that anyone's talking about these days. They're not talking about the economy. They're not talking about the rising tensions in the Middle East. They're not even talking about their everyday trials and insecurities. Hell no! People are only talking about the NBA in-season tournament because it's very important. Now, for those of you who might not have been paying attention, and I'm sure there's very few of you, The quarterfinals begin on Monday when the Celtics travel to Indiana to face the Pacers, followed by New Orleans against Sacramento and New York against against Milwaukee, and then Phoenix taking on the Lakers. What's going to happen? I don't know, because I'm not entirely sure I fully understand what the NBA is trying to do. However, I can tell you this. The Celtics have advanced, and based upon the outcome of the quarterfinals, they could advance into the semifinals on December 7th at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Then, perhaps, the in-season championship two days later for their shot at the NBA Cup. Folks, never have I wanted something something more than to see the Boston Celtics hoist a trophy that means nothing more than a half-million-dollar bonus for each participating player, because there's nothing more thrilling than watching a guy who's making $30 million a year make just a little bit more. In other words, it's finally nice seeing the Celtics playing for something meaningful. That's something we can all be happy about. But hey, you never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know why you can only get Benjamin Moore paint at independent stores like Rocky's? Because Rocky's paint experts have hours upon hours of training. They help you avoid make costly mistakes. Good people, paint people. And rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and Hart with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It is 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, I got uh, I got, I got, got some stuff I can tell you about. Yeah, go right yeah. ahead. Yeah, sure. Uh, I uh, Well, first of all, I had to drive through Northampton for some ungodly reason yesterday. And I'm driving through Northampton, again, with, with the people just walking out in the middle of the street. There's cars coming either way. You need to look. Oh, like, Steve. I'm sorry. I get it that you have the right of way to walk. I, I understand that. But even in the right of way of traffic, people, even drivers communicate with each other. You as a pedestrian can communicate with a driver going, hey, I'm walking here. Okay, I'm stopping here. Go ahead. Steve, you're not new in town. 
You've you've I'm been you, you've lived in this area since high school, right? Yeah. Okay. But I, I, you know the culture up in Northampton. Yeah. The pedestrian always has the right of way. I get that. I get that. But also, if I'm driving a car and I'm coming up to an intersection and yes. there's another car coming the other way and that car wants to turn uh, their left and then uh, I want to turn left, yeah. uh, who's got the right of way? The pedestrian. I'm talking about the cars. Well, I think it's the uh, the one that got there first. Exactly. Right. Uh, there's communication. There's there's etiquette. Sure. There is uh, there's there is some sort of acknowledgement that you might not be another vehicle, but you're a human being, and you can look at the driver and go, "Hold on a second, I'm walking here." Have you ever uh, spent any real amount of time talking to someone who lives up in Northampton? Unfortunately, yes, I have. All right, so then you know what I'm about to uh, get into yeah. here. Let's just say you're a typical Northampton resident. And let's say, for example, you have to cross one end of Main Street in Northampton to the other with your protest sign to hang out in front of City Hall. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, based upon many, many years of, of, uh, of, of pedestrian traffic in downtown Northampton, you know that it doesn't really matter when you step into the road. All traffic must uh, cede its right of way to you. The most important person on the road is the person who was crossing it by foot. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's always been. That's the way Northampton likes it. And it's ne- and, and you have never, ever seen a protest in front of uh, City Hall happen after a vehicular accident involving a pedestrian. Yeah, I'm sure you haven't. But uh, that's because the people who drive in Northampton understand that the most important people in Northampton are the outdoor pedestrian protesters. It's it's just annoying. Otherwise, you're gonna, you're going to blast their Birkenstocks all off of their bodies. It's just annoying, annoying. Steve, it's it. annoying to someone who doesn't live in that town yeah. all you know, year round. It's annoying for those of us who have to you know make the effort to go there. But yeah. if you're living in Northampton, you just accept it because that's the way Northampton operates. Oh, I'm I'm young and I'm free and I'm in Northampton and I can just dance in the streets and not worry about a car or anything. Yes, because I find that cars who feel they have the right of way are emotionally triggering. And I have yeah, uh, forms have, of PTSD yeah, yeah, sure you as a result of yeah. motorists thinking they own this road. Ah. <sighs> It's just a, it's it's one of these gripes that I've had for years, and it's never going to get resolved. Even the you know how many people listen to this show? You know, pr- quite a few at or, once. Well, maybe not at once, but uh, you know, or first our yeah. friends, our family, and then maybe some other maybe people. One or two other dozen, maybe. But you think after all this time, somebody would have said, you know what? I, I'm listening to that man on the radio, and I'm not gonna be the arrogant person. I've I haven't run into one of those. I haven't run into one of those people. Well, <clears throat> hopefully you won't run no. into one of those people because otherwise you'll be charged with a potential yeah, vehicular know, homicide. That, 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 that's the other thing. That's the other thing. That's where they get you. <laughs> See, in, in Springfield, if you cross a busy road, yeah. let's say uh, for whatever reason I'm walking from the industrial area of Springfield, yeah. but I want to go get that delicious fish dinner at O'Brien's Corner, mm-hmm. okay? Well, I got I to gotta walk across uh, Page Boulevard. Pretty busy street. Yeah. And even though it's a major intersection right there, uh, if uh, if I were to walk on the street uh, outside of a crosswalk, I'd be mowed down in seconds. And the guy that hit me would laugh and laugh and laugh on his way to safety. Yeah, yeah, 
You know, I was pulling out of a gas station on Route 5 in West Springfield last week. It was like, you know, dark out. It's probably like 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And this guy's trying to cross Route 5. And I uh, and as I'm pulling out, he's like ready to cross the road. And I go, you know what? I'm going to let him cross. Even though I he, I he really should be caring about the, the traffic going both ways. I'm sure. just pulling out of the thing. But I'm not going to impede his path because I always love a good game of Frogger. Yeah, that is you fun. Know, that it is, is fun. really good to watch. Didn't you it. have the top score once? I did have the top score once. I tried to save the video game, but unfortunately, uh, in a Frogger-esque move, it got hit by a box truck going yeah, across yeah. the street. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, enough enough about uh, Northampton, because I, I I went to Shaker Farms Country Club in Westfield last night. My kid uh, had What, oh, you, you play a round of golf? Yes, yes. It's lovely this time of year. <laughs> They have that snowball washer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that's fun, man. And uh, but uh, they, it was this big craft and vendor fair. And my kid had a table there, and uh, she did pretty well for herself. She's uh, she's uh, crafty. She's very crafty. She gets around. She's crafty. She's very crafty. That's yeah. cool. So uh, I just so, dropped a Beastie Boys uh, I, reference I, right I, on you. You didn't even flinch. I I didn't flinch because I wasn't really focused on the Beastie Boys. I was focused on how proud I am of my kids. So, oh yeah, you know, well, yeah. There's, there's that too. And uh, but you know, you got a little entrepreneur here. Get, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, making her own stuff. Now, what is she making? Like a uh, decoupage, uh, the old uh, ancient art of scrimshaw. No, What's no, she doing? Uh, mittens, mittens, uh, and headbands, nice, and, uh, and pillows, and uh, and all kinds of uh, crafty little crochet things. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hell of a skill. You know, I could never do that. It's a hell of a skill, and it's it's like you look at a child and you go, "Wow, you definitely don't have my genes. You definitely have somebody else. You have your mother's genes." But, but she could knit sure. a pair of jeans. She could knit. She could sew an entire wardrobe together. Yeah. But uh, but it's like, yeah, I don't have that in me. My mother used to knit. She was she would knit like crazy, and yeah, you know, her mother used to knit. And then yeah. it was like uh, one day I think, "Hey, how do you do that?" And yeah. then uh, she tried to teach me how to knit. Four point three seconds. Already lost interest. Yeah, you know, I couldn't do it either. I don't I'm think it's. A, a, I don't think it's a real guy thing. M- maybe I shouldn't have taken edibles and attempted to do it, but I tried. I tried. Right. Uh, sorry, it was like this. Is my old my dad. See, <laughs> I think the reason why I, it never uh, connected with me. Uh, one, I was yeah. a dude, and then two, uh, I found it very hard to justify completing a knitting project when I had so much, like, say, biology homework that I wasn't going to do. Yeah, you were already a knithead. You yeah, I was like, to, yeah. like, how can I justify picking up a hobby when I had, like, a like an exam in two weeks? Yeah, yeah. Like, Mikey, come here, you little knithead. Come here. <laughs> Get your science project done. Don't you have homework to do? Yeah. Send me through the loop. You see what I did there? Oh, I see. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's good. So she, part. so she had like a like a table set yeah, up at this had, thing. She had a table set up uh, at the thing. Uh, it's it's called Knit Happens, and it's I like uh, that. Yeah, it's uh, it was a little booth, and uh, she did quite well for herself. Yeah, uh, for a little take. Yeah. Um, will she be filing a, an I nine tax form? Well, you know what? This is really uh, this is. This is where you're going to learn about business. No, she's not going to file an I-9 tax form. She's going to be doing it totally under the table and totally illegal, just like everybody else does at those craft fairs. Now, should you be saying that on the radio? Because I'm sure there are plenty of IRS agents looking to, you know, oh, look, sure. looking to snag a 12-year-old girl. Listen, yeah. Actually, you know what? They, would. they probably would. Yeah. Listen, there's uh, a reason the IRS agents yeah, have guns. Yeah. Never mind that guy with the hedge fund that's been hiding uh, billions of dollars and 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 milking the American public for the last 50 years. 
We're going after the 12 year old at a craft fair. Wouldn't it be crazy to found out that the government's, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, financial problems have been resolved yeah. by IRS agents going after old elderly ladies and 12 year old girls hey, who can knit? Hey, remember they went after that lady with the weed plant in Northampton on the last day they could? <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, guys, let's take the helicopter out and just do this one more time, okay? Kiss the dirt, Granny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Oh, it's 623 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Your husband? Yes. Your dentist? No. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, I'll give you the forecast because Dan Brown is uh, incapacitated at the moment. He's not. uh, He's he's in the bathroom. (laughs) He's not coming out for a while. He's been in there for a while, and I don't think he's just washing his hands. Uh, It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Let me just uh, remind everybody that uh, Rolling Stones tickets uh, we'll be giving away later on. Not now. Not now, but later we'll be giving away Rolling Stones tickets. Also, uh, comedian, writer, and director Bill Polsley, uh, a guy that uh, grew up here locally, been in California for the last couple of years. He's been a writer on all kinds of shows. You probably watched like uh, Cobra Kai and a bunch of others. Yeah, uh, fascinating young man. He was in here a couple weeks ago. He's got a. Uh, it's kind of like a uh, talent show coming to uh, MGM uh, this uh, uh, Friday and Saturday, and he'll be in the studio later on today. And I'm going to be kicking that show off on Friday night. You doing some time? Well, you know, after talking with Bill, uh, you know, the first time he was here, uh, it turns out he went to Minichog High School. Now he started. The fall after I graduated. Uh. Well, I graduated in 1997, and he started uh, in September there. Had a very similar experience with, uh, you know, not wanting to, to, to be, I don't know, you just, well, I had a completely different reason sure. uh, to, to not be social with people. Uh, be you with a new kid. New kid, you know, senior year of high school, nobody wants to talk to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're, they're- their friend uh, friend circles have already been established, but uh, but yeah, I'm so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be opening the show for him on Friday night. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. See, yeah. I weasel my way into everything around here. You should practice some jokes right now. I should. How about how about this one? It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. So this is kid, right? Yes. Turns 18 years old, goes down to the courthouse to petition to change his name. And the clerk says, uh, why, why do you want to change your name? He goes, well, just look at my application. If you were named Oscar von wooten guten booten wouldn't you want something different? <laughs> and the clerk says, oh, I guess, suppose you got a point. And, he, and, I, and the guy says, yeah, I don't like Oscar either. Uh, it's not the wooden gooden booten shoot. <laughs> that would be kind of yeah. That's a proud, pr- a proud name. But Oscar, that, who, who yeah, can live with us, something like that. Yeah, I know. That's awful, Oscar. It's like you're a what do you what do you some being that lives in a trash can? Jeez, <laughs> your parents turned you into a real target that day. Oh well, that's when you talk to Mister Wooden Gooden Booten Shoot <laughs> and Mrs. Wooden Gooden Booten Shoot. They were high when they named him. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Uh, ta-da. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Orange Police Department... You know, With the brown police not available? I guess not. Uh, is searching for the owner of a Cadillac Escalade 
that was on fire on East Road on Monday. According to the Orange Fire Rescue uh, EMS, the Shelburne Control Regional Dispatch received multiple calls for an unknown fire in the 300 block of East Road. Some of the callers reported that it could be a barn or a motor vehicle fire, but it was unclear at that time. When officers arrived, they reported that an SUV was completely on fire and in the wrong travel lane. Something tells me this is suspicious, Chief. Which part? Was it the fire or the long, the wrong travel uh, lane? I think it was the wrong travel lane. I mean, we see cars <laughs> on fire all the time up here. But we never see a Cadillac. Usually it's, uh, it's an Edsel or and, something else that's and it's old. almost always facing in the right direction. Uh, there were no injuries reported and the vehicle was found unoccupied. It is unclear who the vehicle belongs to and there are no plates or VIN numbers that could be located. If I like this part. If this is your Cadillac Escalade, <laughs> or you know the owner of the Cadillac Escalade, you're asked to contact the Orange Police. And I'm like, what? what? But if you set your car on fire for insurance purposes, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, say, yeah. do you think now's the good time to call authorities? Hey, you know what? The guy was missing an Escalade. I think that could have been the one on fire. Huh. My hands do smell like gasoline, like I set it on fire myself. I, I, I've never seen that before. If this is your Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> if you committed these atrocious murders, please call, <laughs> right. please call police. Yeah, yeah, if you tried to cover up your crime somehow, please give us a call. You know what, though? They've probably gotten people stupider than that. I told you about that whole Webster Lake thing. Uh, years ago with the guy getting, he thought he won the lottery and yeah. then he brings the whole family there and then they're like, oh, he's arrested. He's getting taken across the street to the Webster Police Department. So, hey, you know, some people are dumb. Uh, who knows? Uh, yeah. let's Please see. call our, tep, our text to tip line, 1-800-YOU-CAUGHT-ME. Ah, you got me. Sorry. <laughs> Springfield police are investigating the 30th homicide in the city this year. The latest victim was shot and killed on Fort Pleasant Avenue early Monday morning. This year, Springfield surpassed yet another morbid record, the amount of homicides in the city. Mayor Dominic Sarno is looking for to the courts and judges to help his administration enforce crime prevention in the city. He said, I don't want to see it happen anywhere in the city of Springfield. The uh, previous homicide record was set back in 2013 with 22 homicides this uh, that year. This devastating trend of gun violence sends a chill down the spines of Springfield. This this is a little, uh, I don't know, dramatic, I would say, the way the story is written. But the point is that most of the people that are committing these homicides, this is what the story is about, are repeat offenders. And, right. that, and that's what, you know, the mayor has always been highly against, you know, these people getting let out on such low bail, and then going on to committing other crimes. Right. It's not like a petty shoplifting crime where, like, okay, you're probably not even going to get held. You're just going to be waiting uh, your court appearance. Well, when you commit a violent offense, like a stabbing or something like that, you shouldn't be back out on the street. No, you, you shouldn't, but that, again, uh, requires a legislative change. You know, the other question I would have is, okay, so there's, there's 30 murders in, in the city, and that's awful. No one's disputing that. But what's the solve rate from the police? How many of these murders are actually being solved where someone's being arrested and tried? I, do, I don't know those. think the number is actually fairly high. Yeah. So I don't know how necessarily you change the numbers of violent crimes 
without talking about the numbers of violent crimes that were solved. Yes, but you want you want to prevent the crimes before they even happen. So the people and most of the homicides are committed by people. People who are have, repeat offenders, right? Absolutely. So there's now you're talking about two different things. You know, one, you know, if you're going to let people out to just commit more crimes and embolden them to commit worse crimes, well, then that's something that needs to be addressed. You know, yesterday, but. Are you going to blame the police for this? Because a lot of people do. And I'm saying, you know oh, what? Oh, no. If I'm, they're, not. I'm not saying we are. Yeah. I'm just saying that a lot of people, you know, they point to the police and say, well, it's their fault that things are, are, are so violent in Springfield. Well, if they're solving the crimes, then they're doing their part. But if these guys are being let out to commit more crimes, that's not the police's fault. That's a state issue. Yeah, the police are trying to worry about why this guy left his keys in the car running uh, and had it being taken on a joyride over the Palmer. Yes. That's, what, that's their concern right now. Yeah, they're, they're worried yeah. about things that may happen in, say, like a parking lot in East Forest Park. <laughs> right. you know, those hey, kinds of things. Those are the kinds of things that the police department worries about. But, but it's not the the police's fault at all no but but even like during the last uh mayoral election mm-hmm. uh you know one of the candidates i'm not gonna say who uh was pointing at you know the maybe the ineffectiveness of the police department or the ineffectiveness of the mayor's office for allowing these crimes to happen but you see but that's a misdirecting of what's really going on and it is about you, you know repeat offenders it is about you know, are they solving these crimes or are they just, you know, given up? I don't think the police have given up at all. And I think a lot of what the complaints were, were, were mis- the, the, the causes of these were misdirected. Oh, it's not, it's not coming from are. the mayor's office. It's not coming from the police. It's coming from the courts who have no other option but to release these people, which is ridiculous. So legislation needs to be changed. Absolutely. Why are these people uh, getting on this stuff? I don't know. No one's got the no one's got the nerve for the fight. The uh, the obituary for a century old funeral home has been written after the city council in Springfield agreed to allow the Sampson family to close one of its locations and turn it into a car wash. The controversial proposal to sell the Liberty Street funeral home to Mod Wash, a company that has more than ninety sites across the country drew dozens of Hungry Hill residents who protested the plan, saying traffic that a car wash would add to a congested and crone pr- uh, crash-prone area that is worsened by the complicated Armory Street rotary. But John Sampson, owner of the business that began on Bridge Road uh, or Bridge Street in 1878, said keeping the Liberty Street for her home simply doesn't make sense to his company, which is one of the oldest in the city, and has continually uh, been run by the same family. Gonna turn this bad boy into a nice, big, fat car wash right here on Rock 102. W A T O R. Where's the? Uh, this is the long intro version. Yeah, this is the. Uh, it's the single version. Oh, that's why. Like now. Yeah, 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 I was waiting for that. You know, I used to host the 70s at 7 every once in a while. Really? Yeah. Ooh, man. Ooh, you might not ever get rich. I don't know the lyrics. It's better than digging a ditch. There ain't no jealous what I'd be. I think you're doing pretty well on your own. Movie star. Or maybe Indian chief. Car wash! I know this part. Working at the car wash, yeah! 
Yeah. Hey, in that section of the city, you might be found dead just like the people that were there before. <laughs> you know, we used to process bodies here. Now we just wash them. You know, in his will, Dad said he wanted the underbody flush. <laughs> he did. He wanted Simonized. He wanted to be Simonized. Oh, yes. He's been Rusty Jones to, to, the, <laughs> to yeah. the great parking lot in the sky. That undercarriage will be forever clean. Thank you to the new car wash that's in the place of the mortuary. You know what? When I die, Steve, I yeah. want you to make sure I got a pine air freshener in my casket. What? Because I like my, I would like the casket to smell that new piney smell. Oh, what, what are those? Th- little trees, right? Yeah, Isn't the little trees. Called? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, the new car scent never smells like new car. Never. What about new coffin? You have the new coffin scent. Mmm, I love mm. that new coffin smell. Where's the Where's that funeral home scent? Yeah, where's where's Yankee Candle making those uh, <laughs> those scents? <laughs> yeah, nobody ever makes real life. Ooh, Yankee Candle's devastating funeral. Ooh, it smells like the real thing. Yeah, nobody nobody makes like real uh, scents. You ever try the bacon candle? It doesn't smell no, like bacon it doesn't. At all. It's, it smells it's, like a wet fire. Is what it smells like. Somebody uh, like somebody urinated on a on a campfire. That's what the wet bacon one smells like. Cause you've all listen. Oh, I know. Uh, every 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 guy has at some point urinated on a campfire. Not too close to one to put it out. Cause I learned that from Bob and Doug McKenzie in the great uh, 1982 movie Strange Brew, where they had a giant f- uh, beer factory fire. Elsinore. But yes, but they but they drank all the beer in the vat, and then urinated out yeah. the, the the blaze. I do know that one. Yeah. That's a what a great plot line. It was a tremendous plot line, and my, one of my favorite movie quotes came from that uh, that film. Which one? Uh, we're here from the Justice Department. We're here to adjust the beds. I like, man, that's genius right there. That, that that's, is genius. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, yesterday I didn't realize that this at all, and even after living here for so many years, yesterday marked the anniversary of the deadliest nightclub fire in history. And I, mm. when I first saw the headline, I'm thinking, oh, wow, it was, it was the Rhode Island one. No, there was a, a bigger one uh, on November 28th of 1942. More than 490 people were killed in the Coconut Grove on Piedmont Street in Boston. I had no. I don't have any recollection of that. Well, the, uh, it was before I well, was born, obviously. Yes, but, but, I, but I never remember even hearing about that. No. The uh, Coconut Grove was a restaurant and club that was very popular in the 20s, became less popular in the 30s due to prohibition of alcohol, but became popular again during the early world's, uh, years of World War II. According to the Boston uh, Fire Historical Society, the Coconut Grove was a single-story building where the first floor was a restaurant with a ballroom floor and the basement contained a bar called the Melody Lounge. During the warmer months, the roof was uh, retractable and let uh, guests dine under the moon and stars. Sounds like a really nice place. It does. The uh, main entrance to the building was a revolving door facing on Piedmont Street, but it was a busy night. On November 28th of 1942, uh, Boston College and Holy Cross competed against each other in a football game at Fenway. Uh, Famous Hollywood actor Buck Jones attended the game with uh, Boston Mayor Maurice Tobin and had plans to dine at the Grove that night. But at 10.15 p.m., a busboy was asked to fix a light bulb on the top of an artificial tree in the basement that was believed to have been unscrewed by a patron who wanted more intimate setting for his date. The busboy lit a match to see the bulb uh, socket as he replaced the bulb. And moments later, 
flames came shooting out from under the palm tree. The decoration had changed colors, but uh, no flames were visible. The palm tree then burst into flames as bartenders tried to put it out with water and seltzer. Unsuccessfully able to put out the fire, guests began storming uh, to the only public exit in the basement, a four-foot-wide set of stairs to the first floor. What an awful situation that had to be. Yeah, I'm not going to go through the uh, the whole thing about uh, where the people all uh, get cramped and die and stuff. No. But uh, I had no idea that, you know, when you think of something you've lived through, you know, I lived through the the era of the, the Rhode Island nightclub fire, which was, was hor- horrific. Hor- horrible. Horrific. But, like, you've... You, you didn't live during this time, so you didn't know about this whole thing. 490 people. That's a lot. That's a big club. That's a huge club. But I had no idea that that, uh, that was mm. even a thing. Did you? And you never heard of I, that I, uh, I did not know that. I don't even know why I told that story. I just wanted to kind of bring it down for everybody. Oh, you brought it down all right. Well, you know, you can't have a happy stories every hour. Oh, what did we talk about? We talked about homicides. We talked about... Uh, Funeral homes being turned into car washes, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know we had to end it with a with a horrible story. And we got to play some Rolls Royce. We did get to yeah, play some which Rose was really Royce. cool. Look at it. I think this is a very successful newscast. What do you think, Steve? As far as I'm concerned, on November twenty uh, ninth, ninth, the best you've had all year. I'm working on it. We got we got thirty five days or thirty three days left to the end of the year. Uh, your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It is 26 right now at the car wash in downtown Springfield. Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 651 and the Rolling Stones at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny with a high of 37 today. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 45. It is 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 and Aquapump are giving you a chance to win tickets to see New England take on Kansas City in Foxborough on Sunday, December 18th. And if with any, like we were talking yesterday, think about this. There's a possibility that she could be in the state. What? Taylor Swift could be at that game. What? Coming back to Gillette Stadium without you having to pay 2000 bucks to be there and without it, it, there being any pouring rain to interrupt all the fun. That would be uh, magical. It would be. Yeah. Go to rock102.com uh, and sign up by the end of the day, December 10th, for your chance to win. Your chance to win tickets to see New England and Kansas City brought to you by Aquapump yeah. and Rock 102 Springfield Classic Rock. Can you imagine that would have ever happened? You know, after all that's happened with the Patriots in the last 20 years, 23 years, yeah. right? The most attended game is going to be the one where football doesn't even have anything to do with the <laughs> attendance of the game. Like It's, it's all, all about, about whether Taylor will be in the building. Right. What bizarro world are we living in here? When when young girls are, are begging their yeah. father for yeah, tickets to, to a football game. Yeah, can you take me to a $600 ticket football game? Uh, uh, father, I don't understand the game at all, yeah. but Tana Swift will be there. Yeah, as long as we can do tailgating out in the parking lot. No, we got to go inside. We might miss her. Yeah, we can't do anything in fun out here. Did you see this story? This is a, this is a crazy story mm. uh, by the Connecticut River. Well, the Connecticut River is a crazy place to begin with. Well, what's the story? Out the, of it? the Connecticut River is facing this massive crisis, especially down in uh, Connecticut. An invasive plant uh, species that grows in thick underwater yeah. is spreading at like an inch a day. Oh. 
and it's very invasive and it's choking out of native plants and changing the, 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 the chemical balance in the river. And it's also raising the temperature of the river. So, you know, ecologically, it's, uh, you know, it's a potential disaster. Was it the discharge from Mingles when they <laughs> up, up here in the river just I, floated I, all the way downstream? I can't say that yeah. they were dumping into the river at yeah. Mingles, although yeah. it would make sense. They were right there. But here, here's what they're going to do. Uh, two things. First of all, they got to figure out how to contain this stuff called hydrilla. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a nasty, vile weed. One of the things they're going to do, the first thing they're going to do is uh, they're going to dump red tracer dye in the river. Okay. The reason they're doing this is to find out where the hot spots are with this hydrilla growth to know where it's growing from. Okay. It's not so much like you're, you're, you're treating the ends of, of the plant, but the, you know, the basic core of the plant. Once they do that, then they'll be able to figure out how much herbicide they'll be able to dump in the river to kill all this stuff. Oh, oh, great. Uh, you know, the old adage, uh, you got to spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. Do you have to pollute more to eliminate pollution? Well, here's my question. Yeah. In a year where there were hundreds of thousands of gallons of raw sewage mm-hmm. being dumped into this river, how is this thing surviving? Well, I mean, I realize it's fertilizer, but it nevertheless, well, you would think with the, that much raw sewage, it would have choked out everything in that river. Well, that's why you got to put herbicide in there to just even everything out. Yes, it's chemicals are our friends. Even Stephen on the uh, on the on the toxic the toxic pollutants in yeah. the river. It's like if you paint a house, you just can't paint over the old paint. Sometimes you got to scrape off the old paint in order to to refresh in the house. Yes, but unfortunately, the paint in the Connecticut River is loaded with lead. Nobody's ever going to remove it, so we'll just dump more stuff on top of it to mask it. They uh, they don't want to overdo it with the herbicide because they don't want to kill the native plants that are mm-hmm. being choked out by this stuff. Yeah. So, th- I mean, this is going to be like a hydrilla-specific... Uh, you know, uh, you know, plant killer. Yeah, I say napalm the whole damn thing. Yeah, I would say too. Listen, you're gonna have uh, casualties either way. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what do they call those? Uh, what do they call it? Collateral you know? damage. Collateral damage. You're gonna have a lot of collateral damage. Yeah. But you know what? At least your hydrillas will be gone. You know, 20, 30 years from now, that river will look perfect for human use again. Yeah, there'll be there'll be the the three eyed fish coming out of the water, going, "Thank you so much for saving the environment. I appreciate it." <laughs> mean, meanwhile, a, a sea turtle chokes up on a piece of plastic, going, "Thanks a lot. Appreciate it." I'd rather have your six pack yeah. uh, plastic in the in the river. Yeah, some kid let a balloon away, and uh, you know the animals are choking on the, on those things. But you know what? Let's put more pollutants into the river. It's six fifty seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Rock 102. And now... Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. 
Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, we're back in September when everyone was under the impression that Deion Sanders might just be the greatest college football head coach in America after his Colorado Buffaloes uh, cracked off three straight wins against 17th-ranked TCU, Nebraska, and Colorado State. Boy, I sure do. Everybody thought that Coach Prime had found that secret sauce that would transform the very game in Division I college football forever. For a moment there, it seemed as though everybody might have been right about this guy. That Deion Sanders was well on his way to becoming the next Bear Bryant or Newt Rockney. Well, guess what? He's not. Get a load of this. Soon after being interviewed on 60 Minutes and finding themselves being nationally ranked, the Colorado Buffaloes would go on to lose nine out of their next ten, uh, nine, lose eight out of their next nine games. Winnable games, and yet they would close out their regular season schedule with six straight losses in a row. And with that record of four wins and nine losses, that put Deion Sanders and Buffalo in dead last in the Pac-12. He's had a couple of high school recruits suddenly back out of their commitments. It's also reported that several players are already looking to transfer, to which Deion Sanders said yesterday, God bless him. And with more than 40 college football games on the schedule, one has to wonder, where do the Colorado Buffaloes find themselves landing this year? If I were a betting man, I would predict they'll be home watching college football on TV like the rest of us. Now... I'm not saying that Deion Sanders isn't a great coach. I'm just saying it takes a rather big lapse in judgment to anoint any coach after only three games. And yet, we did it anyway because we were led to believe that this time it was different. And it all started when he cleared out all the players from last year when they lost 11 games. I guess nobody expected that Deion would wind up losing nine. My point is this. Coaching isn't easy. It isn't simple. And that greatness takes a little bit more time to identify than just after three weeks. In other words, there's always next season. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Have you met the new paint person of the Agawam Rockies? Lissa has just completed her training, and she is ready to help you with your painting project. Good people like Lissa and Rock Solid Service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven and Pat Benatar with Bax and Nangle on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 37 tomorrow. Mostly sunny with a high of 45. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Bill Posley, stand-up comedian, writer, director, veteran of the U.S. Army, is returning to Springfield, Massachusetts. We had you in a few weeks ago. How you doing, Bill? Doing good. Thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Now, just to, to kind of reset what this whole thing is about, you're a, you're a Western Mass guy. You're yes. coming back to shove the faces and noses into your success of everybody around you, including family and friends. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what's happening. No, I am trying so hard um, to uh, come back and put on a show that I think I've always wanted to do, but I always always was too scared to do. I um, growing up in in uh, you know Springfield, I was too scared to do stand up at my uh, high school and middle school talent shows, even though I loved it so much and it was like all I ever wanted to do. I, I loved stand up comedy, but I was too scared out of you know just social preservation <laughs> um, that to never do it, and also. Just like, dude, the city of Springfield are just like cold, hard people, man. It's they, they. If if you're not funny, they will let you know. There's no like warm arts community here where you could fail. If you fail, they will let you know. So I was always terrified. Well, I I think Bill, uh, the likelihood that you're going to fail, considering everything you've done in your career, 
outside of Western <laughs> Massachusetts, I think you're going to be just fine. Plus, you're plus you're going to be filling the the place with people that are anxious to see you perform, right? Yes, yes, and I I um, am really excited to uh, to actually get a chance to to do comedy here, and as an added element, um, I'm excited because I've uh, done a ton of I've written a bunch of material that is Springfield specific. And so this is also stuff that like if this was a real talent show, I wouldn't have had time to work all this material. So I'm actually going up and writing stuff that is specific to the people who are from here, who grew up here. So it is like a comedy show that if you were to watch it from any other city, state, (laughs) anywhere else, you would have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, kind of just to reiterate what Back said about, you know, once you become successful, then and even the people that that shunned you back in the day, once they find out you're successful and you, you know you're a writer for all these major TV shows, they're like, "Oh yeah, I knew that guy. I went to high school <laughs> with him." Like, like they want to be part of that now. So I don't think you really have anything to worry about about people, uh, you know, not recognizing your success. But we got this this talent show coming up. We talked about this over a month ago when you when you came in here the last time. How are the signups going for for this? this so yeah, we've picked we've picked the you know the three Western Mass people who are going to be performing at the show with us, and each one of them is amazing and has a really really great story and is local and from here. We have um, Maverick, who's a, a stand up comic. Uh, Sarah, who is, and and uh, her husband, they make up a band called Kismet. Um, they're going to be performing uh, two songs at the at the talent show, and then we have uh, Diana Rios um, and two other actors um, coming out and performing as a sketch group. And all three of them will be opening the show as if it was an actual talent show, <laughs> and the audience is. Uh, hopefully, you know, they get drunk enough to be uh, high school kids uh, at this talent show and just rooting on these people from Western Mass who are putting themselves out there and are, you know, local talent getting a chance to be on a stage like this for the first time. The uh, the shows are Friday and Saturday of this week, both at the Armory at MGM Springfield. You know, Steve was talking about, uh, you know, how nice people are going to be to you. But, you know, the, uh, the, the truth is most people that probably grew up with you, when they hear of the kinds of things you've done, I'm going to assume are probably consumed with jealousy <laughs> or denial. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, he wrote for Cobra Kai, but I didn't like that show. It wasn't anything <laughs> like the original where, you know, Ralph Macchio is kicking ass all over the place. It's it's not the same. Are you finding that going into this? Like, there's a lot of people, family, friends from this area that still just aren't grasping what you do for a living? There's um, not friends. I think friends have been the most supportive and, you know, people who I grew up with have been the most supportive. It's it's mostly family. If there's anyone who ever, you, you'll never, ever, they're the ones who keep me the humblest and I'm glad that I have them around. But, you know, I talk about my cousin Roz all the time who, like, um, we've interviewed for this documentary and has constantly been like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just don't think you're funny. I just don't think what you do is funny. And I'll call her. I'll like if I have a new joke, I'll call her and I'll be like, Oh, I'm thinking about doing a joke like this or whatever. And she's like, That's not good. Don't do that. And I and I've called her several times about jokes for the show. And she's like, You can't do that. You're gonna embarrass yourself. You're gonna embarrass me. Don't do that on stage. And I'm like, All right, well, too bad. And, and so And isn't that weird? The people that know you the best would you would think would be the most supportive of you, but here they are telling you, "Eh, don't do that." Because I, I deal with that a lot with with my my siblings. 
I do a lot of material about my dad, who you know drank a lot yeah. and had had some issues of his own. But I turn try to turn it into a funny thing. And when I start telling these jokes on stage, my sisters will cringe, going, "I can't believe you said that." You know, because it's it's part of their personal life that they're recognizing. Do you use a lot of the personal stuff in your life to, to as material? Oh, it's huge. I mean, most most yeah. of most of the the stuff I talk about is you know stories from my personal life, and and to take it a step farther, there are jokes that are in this that. So my my dad, God rest yeah. his soul, passed away three years ago. There are jokes that are in this that I could only tell once he's passed away yeah, 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 yeah. because I'm too <laughs> I was too scared that, to do while he was alive. That's how I got into stand up yeah. twenty years ago was because my dad passed away and I'm like, oh, I can talk crap about him now because he's not here to yell at me anymore. How messed up is that? You get yeah. a big stack of material. He finally dies. Like, well, thank God yeah, I can finally yeah. start doing the A list stuff. Yeah, I finally get to bring my A game, and because of that, my there's stuff that. <laughs> my family hasn't heard about my dad mm-hmm. or doesn't know about my dad that is going to come out on Friday and Saturday in this stand-up special. Oh, I cannot wait to it's see that. Be great. I, I'm going to be doing the opening for the show for you. I'm gonna go, uh, we're doing a little... Uh, what, what are, uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to be introducing you. Yes, and I'm so it. honored and thank grateful I'm, for you to do it. I'm honored. Oh, I'm, I'm really pa- excited to be a part of this because you and I kind of have a little, little parallels here. Uh, I didn't go as far as L.A. in writing for major TV shows. I write for a dinky show here <laughs> in, in, in Springfield. And I would go, but I've already been talking to your family, and we're really not all that impressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dave, I, you you listened to what they had to say, and you're like, yeah, on second thought, yeah. it's not worth coming. Your yeah. cousin <laughs> called and said, don't buy tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your cousin Roz changed yeah. my mind. Yeah. Bill Palsley. Uh, again, uh, Friday, Saturday night at, uh, at MGM Springfield at the Armory. It's a great room for comedy. I think you really enjoy it, and best of luck. Thank you guys so much. Thank I appreciate you. it. You bet. Bax and Nagel with Bill Polsley on Rock 102. Live in concert. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 728 and free with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny with a high of 37 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It is uh, 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, I want to let everybody know that uh, we have a limited amount of those Springfield Thunderbird Mayflower Marathon jerseys remaining for you to purchase. Uh, you can buy the, your jerseys uh, by coming to the Rock 102 Studios, 45 Fisher Avenue, East Law Meadow, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. The jerseys are only 20 bucks, cash only. All the proceeds will be donated to, donated to the Open Pantry. We have available sizes in large, extra large, and double extra large. Again, it is a very, very limited supply, but those shirts are still available to purchase for the Open, Ma- for the open Pantry. Limited. Very limited. limited. So if you're going to come here and say, listen, I want 50 shirts, there may not be 50 shirts for you to have. Uh, no, no, not 50. Just just come and get them until they're all gone. All the money goes to the open pantry. Listen, I, I, I got to address something here. I We're talking about how, like, Facebook listens to you and, and all these things uh, of your conversations. Right. And then shows you an ad or something that you – like, if you're talking about the bone deep throat, and then all of a sudden – you keep getting ads for Bone Deep Throat on your phone right yeah. after you talk about the Bone Deep Throat, right? Well, we've been talking about, like, chicks with the uh, lip injections mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I'm looking on Facebook this morning. It's like, people you may know. And it, this one, it says, Injection Julie. <laughs> <laughs> 
She's uh, she's one of them uh, one of them gals that uh, you can go over her house and get your lips shot up at, uh, with. Really? Yeah. In her own home. In her own home. But we were just talking about the, those folks yesterday. Yeah. About uh, I don't even remember what the conversation was about, but I know we we mentioned getting lip injections and 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 stuff like that. Are you going to a friend injection, Julie? No, I'm not going to friend injection, Julie. I'm just saying. I'm just pointing out how the social media app is listening to you. Mm. And the other thing that's kind of weird about this uh, is the friend suggestions of people who are visibly pregnant, which, uh, you know, we always huh. got a buddy, <laughs> you know, and we make that joke all the time. Right. And it's like, oh, well, this is not what I want. Can't you just manifest things that you want Facebook to show now, you? Now, are you sure you don't want? Because, uh, you know, I know somebody, too. Well, I got a, I got a buddy I got who's a into buddy. that, but I'm not into that <laughs> at all. Can you believe that? No, but, but, but can't you can't you just make uh, make things? Uh, show me some sleuths. Show me some sleuths <laughs> on the Facebooks. <laughs> I want sleuths. Nothing, yeah. but, nothing but single sleuths yeah, all over Facebooks. Maybe what we need to do is have uh, a long, extended conversation. Conversation about hot and horny housewives. Yeah, see what that's happens. what I'm talking about. Now, now yeah. we, let's see what happens no, 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 with no. Facebook I, when I, that happens. I want single sleuths. That's single sleuths. Sleuths. Unattached, un, uh, unadorned sleuths. Yeah, sleuths. Lots of sleuths. <laughs> well, good luck. Uh, uh, and let me know how it uh, works. And we're talking about detectives, little sleuths. Sleuths, but yes. I, I can't right. say the th- 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 You think about the, the sleuth John B. from the Beach Boys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I want a dirty, dirty, dirty sleuth. <laughs> Maybe Facebook will listen. We got news next to Rock 102. You have an office? 734 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by a wooden tap. Spread the cheer with a wooden tap gift card. Every $100 in the gift cards gets you a $20 bonus card. Ends December 31st, 2023. Order online at woodentap.com or at your favorite happy place. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, the results are in for Monday night's Bright Nights 5K in Forest Park. Are you ready? I'm ready. The overall winner is 16-year-old Gregory Keene of Longmeadow with a time of 18 minutes and 5 seconds. Dude, I, I remember when I did my 5K training. Yeah. I was lucky to get like 29 minutes for a 5k this kid uh, 18 minutes i mean congratulations to him i'm just in in shock and awe of like how much work and effort that takes to yeah. get to 18 minutes and five seconds well i mean no no disrespect for this uh for this young man who uh who ran like the dickens but you know if you put someone in Longmeadow. Uh, in any part of Springfield, you'd be surprised how fast they run. Oh, I'm well. Yeah, yeah. It's Forest Park. You know, there's some. It's not just Brighton. It's not just the Who's of Whoville. You got to worry about coming right. out of the uh, lighting displays. It's the Who is in Whoville. <laughs> it's the Who has and Who has not. <laughs> right. And then uh, 16-year-old Lucy Connell of Longmeadow came out on top for the women, placing uh, 11th overall with a time of uh, 20 minutes and uh, 47 seconds. Those are very impressive times. I can I, barely run to the fridge that fast. I can't. Like I'm, uh, I'm kicking ass on this uh, this Peloton thing, mm-hmm. but I, I still am not like, you know, I'm still coming in like, you know, five thousandth place out of, you know, yeah, uh, five thousand people. You know, you still come in last. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, good for them. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, like, uh, listen, uh, obviously these are two very athletic uh, people, and uh, good for them. Now, what do they win? Do they win, like, a free Bright Nights Pass? Yeah, that's what it is. That's all it is. You get free Bright Nights Pass. Oh, and you get a free hot chocolate, too. And a picture with Santa. Nope, nope, you got to pay for that. What? <laughs> this is an outrage. It is an outrage. This is ridiculous. We're getting our picture with Santa. It cost us how much? Yeah. Uh, Black Friday and, uh, let's see, uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday are now behind us. Uh, in the coming days, many shoppers will see their purchases show up at their door. Or not, with package thefts becoming common this time of year. Uh, it's that time of year. The holidays are always busy for everyone, including the porch pirates. Uh, Long Meadow uh, Police Captain uh, Carl Mazzafaro said making sure you get your holiday deliveries is as easy as clicking uh, add to cart. The holidays are always a busy time for shoppers and delivery drivers, but not all packages make it past the doorstep. Uh, Jaden Rodriguez of Westfield experienced this firsthand. This summer, I got a pair of sweatpants stolen off the porch. Amazon sent the picture they got delivered. I got home. There was nothing there. None of my neighbors had it. It wasn't delivered to the wrong address, expressed Rodriguez. Uh, he won't be the last. Police said uh, taking packages off people's porches is a crime of opportunity. Steve, now this uh, porch pirate thing, is there a lot of swashbuckling uh, Jack Sparrow style type of uh, uh, action going oh, on? There's a lot of jacking going on. Okay. Yeah, but it's mostly of packages. So like, no one's like you know, like running up to the front stoop and going, Arr, a package, I'll take it for myself. Arr, matey, I take this Amazon Prime delivery here. Oh, delivered in two days, stolen in 13 seconds. Oh, this poor bastard paid $139 uh, a membership, but I got it for free right here. <laughs> hey, you never know what you're break, what you're getting, though. Like, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like a, well, it's like Christmas. It's like Christmas for you when you bring it back to your pirate's den. Yeah, like you get all, you get all excited. You, you stick this, you, you, you got this gigantic package on someone's front stoop. You go back into the uh, the white panel van to rip it open to see what you got. And it's yeah. nothing but like hemorrhoid suppositories. Like, what are you going to do with that? You, you're going back to the gro- You're going back to the pirate's cove on Bondi's <laughs> Island. I'm stealing it up and putting it back from whence uh, it came. Watch out for that West Springfield <laughs> pooper fish. <laughs> They're an invasive species. Those will get you, get you good. Uh, I, w- I always worry about uh, this kind of thing happening. Uh, you know, th- this is why I have all my packages either sent here or to the post office because it's probably safer to do it that way. Than yeah. Worry about you know things being delivered directly to your house. I mean, I, I I live in a fairly safe neighborhood, and I'm you know pretty sure that most of the people in my neighborhood are not the kind of people that would steal. Yeah, but stuff it's, out, it's of your, not, out of your mailbox. It's not the people around your. It's not your neighbors. Well, I mean, depending on where you live, it could be your neighbors. But most, yeah. for the most part, it's probably not your neighbors. It's it's probably somebody just following along. You uh, you can follow an Amazon truck. Those guys uh, and gals get out of those things like every stop they make. So once they get out of the truck, that might be a perfect opportunity for you to uh, you know. Batten down the hatches on your right. on your pirate ship. Right. Well, I suppose, but uh, I just don't see a lot of uh, swashbuckling and sword fights going on. No, I don't see a lot of pirates. Well, I mean, now pirates used to drive ships. Now they're driving Honda Civics. <laughs> Arr, step into my 2009 Corolla. <laughs> what did I say? Uh, pick you up a, a Justin Hurst fish sandwich for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> On the way. It's the taste of the seven seas. 
according to Capital One Shopping, there are 260 million package thefts uh, in uh, pretty much every year that happened. One in every 100 package deliveries. It's especially common this time of the year. Uh, Captain Mazzaffaro uh, said uh, that they haven't received any calls on it yet, but it's still early in the holiday season, giving shoppers time to prepare to receive and keep their deliveries. He also shared some tips on how you can protect yourself from the parch pirates. If you're getting a package, make sure you're tracking the package if possible and require a signature for the package. That's another option. I mean, it's a pain in the ass, but if you don't want to get it stolen and you're not going to be home all day long... Mm, you might want to. Yeah, think that's about that's that. why delivering it to work. I mean, I realize not everybody can do that. You know, it's not allowed in some places. But until they tell me I can't do that anymore, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, an excavation crew in Waltham uh, discovered a dozen cannonballs at a dig site Monday morning. Construction workers were digging for a new electrical electrical conduit at 43 Foundry Avenue when they unearthed quote a section of pipe and some round metal balls of varying sizes. Har! It's the cannonballs we left there years ago before we started porch pirating. <laughs> oh, they found my that, buried treasure. That's a ball. That's where that pirate's booty went to. Uh, con- concerned that the metal balls might be some type of unexploded military ordnan- or, uh, ordinances. A uh, worker called 911 just, uh, just after... Uh, 10.40 a.m. to report what the crew had found. Oh, now, yeah. what if... So we don't know whose balls these were. No, but they're big and they're small and they're, uh, you know, all kinds. Well, I'm upper, upper class high society. society. Got I'm sorry to interrupt uh, the show with a second uh, song yeah. this morning. But how can you not? I've got big balls. I've got big balls. There's such big balls. And the dirty big balls. And he's got big balls. And she's got big balls. But we've got the best balls of the ball. Absolutely poetry. Waltham's got the biggest balls right now. Yeah. These are those things that, like, uh, when you hear the Westfield police uh, put the uh, thing on, hey, we're doing some explosive work. They don't tell you what they're blowing up. But, but just that something's pro- getting blown up. It's probably stuff like this, like a contractor finds some kind of, you know, old World War II thing in a basement of a house he's working on or mm-hmm. something. They kind of call the police, and it's not like a threat to anybody. What I mean, it could kill somebody. That's why they take it away, and they, they done blowed it up. I like, but, but I love the Westfield police when they're like, the explosions are done now for the day. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we're done blowing stuff up. That must be like the most fun job uh, of the year is the day is is blowed up day. Yeah, but it seems like they have a lot of blowed up days in the last like, I don't know, six months. Because it's so much fun to blow stuff up. Come on, guys. What are we doing today? We're blowing stuff up. Yeah. yeah it's blow up stuff day. <laughs> Forget about those cars driving 90 miles an hour down Route 20. Listen, We're, it's blow-up day. Listen, crime's going to still be there after we're done blowing stuff up. Let's blow stuff up and have some fun. Yeah, it's like a bunch of cops getting in a clown car and going over to the blow-up site. Watch it. Watch it go. I would love oh. to blow stuff up at this place. What? You know what? That might come true one day. That would be great. Yeah. Nothing like a wrecking ball or some blow-it-up stuff. Yeah, people have blown up this place many times over the years, and it's still the it's it's still like a like a fallout shelter. I just blew up a room upstairs a little well, while there ago. There you go. Yeah, see, we, we all have, we all have our ways. 
Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Your husband? Yes. He won, and Def Leppard with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 37 today. Sunny with a high of 45 tomorrow. It is uh, 24 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, if you miss uh, any part of the Bax and Nagel show, don't worry. It's okay. You can just go and listen to the podcast, which is brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford and Holyoke. Also check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is uh, Matthew Marcantonio from the uh, band D-Mob Happy. It's actually a really cool band. They got they just released their third album, uh, Divine Madness. It's awesome. Uh, next week, I got a really, really good one, uh, a guest I've already had, but I'll tell you more about that later. Uh, this Sunday on Baxi's musical Fun Bag, a uh, special tribute to uh, guitarist Jordy Walker from the band uh, Killing Joke, who died last week, uh, last weekend at the age of 64 following a stroke on Friday. So we'll have a little bit of a, a tribute to him on Sunday night, 9 o'clock. It's Rock 102's Loudest Hour, Baxi's musical fun bag on Rock 102. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. The guy was phenomenal. What yeah. an incredible guitar player. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, died of, died of a stroke. Yeah, you, you never know when your when your time's up, man. No, you never know when it's gonna happen. You you're uh, you could be walking around whistling Dixie on a Sunday afternoon, and next thing uh, you know, next bam, that's it. you get hit by a bus. That's it, man. Yeah. You never know. Uh, if you asked, if I asked you what social norms you were sink, sick of, what huh. what would you, what would you say? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, social pe- norms that I'm sick of. Yeah, people on social media are are talking about widely accepted societal norms that are overrated or harmful. The responses were a little darker, but some people made some good points. Here's a few. Ready? Yeah. Not valuing changing one's mind. Instead, we admire those who stick to their beliefs and are consistent over long periods of time, no matter what they learn or how they evolve as a person. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, what do you, what do you, what does that mean? Like not changing somebody's mind, or uh, or not acknowledging that someone has the right to change their mind. So, for example, if I were to make oh, a, oh, a, a, oh. a statement that uh, not everybody agreed with, and I stuck to it for years, yeah, and then over the course of time, I said, oh, I'm going to change my mind about that. Well, because people grow as as individuals. Well, that's well, it. Some do. Anyway. That's it. But but some people have, have been canceled as a yeah. result of their you know, previous statements, even though they may not feel nearly as passionate about that or have a totally different opinion, yeah. uh, you know, down the road. Uh, monetizing and quantifying everything, even hobbies. Basically not doing anything just because you enjoy it. It's more about finding a way to earn money from stuff or doing it just to post a photo on Instagram. I see that a lot, too. Sure. I do that. You know, you just put a photo up. Hey, look at this. But we're doing it because we're entertainers. You know oh, I, mean? I just thought it was because our egos are uh, well, are, that, are hardly uh, manipulated that, enough. Well, I I feel like I have to I need to show you my uh, masterpiece of changing all the letters inside of a Michael's craft store to spell penis out, so somebody can walk by it and say, "Oh, look at that," and appreciate that. Well, I mean, you don't think that uh, you know we drew penises on each other's windshields just for laughs, do you? No, but I mean, it's art. There's going to be a uh, we did it for likes. We did it. We absolutely did it for likes. But it was really good, though. It was good. Uh, the normalization and even celebration of unsafe driving. Yeah, I've seen that, too. There's too many videos out there of, like people acting like a-holes and like laughing about it, going, look at us, just cut this guy off and, yeah. you know, all this other stuff. A lot of people out there driving unsafely just for the likes. Hustle culture. 
about bragging and not sleeping, uh, pushing yourself into an unhealthy lifestyle just to do more than everyone else. Right. Like, I've done this. I've been up for 24 hours, but look at all these beautiful things I accomplished. Uh, the expectation of constant availability. Yeah, like you ever text somebody and they don't text you back right away? Yeah, like when so you ask somebody to go to lunch and they keep denying that they're uh, available for lunch and then complain later on that they haven't been invited to a lunch. I would have liked to be invited to a lunch every once in a while. I'm not, I don't, I'm I don't not know specifically any, naming I don't know any, any names. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about you. Me? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. <laughs> In case you didn't, in case you didn't get that. No, I got. Listen, I heard. Uh, I heard, I, yeah. I read between the lines. Yeah, yeah. I know what you were getting at. Yeah, but, yeah. you because you know Barry and I go out. To, well, we don't even go out anymore. We just we just have lunch at either one of our houses, and we uh, we, we share a chew, hmm. and uh, we have some egg salad. And, and yet, uh, and yet, I haven't been invited in years. Well, because of your historical rejection to the offer. If Steve, you, you need to respect my right to change my mind. Oh yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, is you're you're gonna change your mind now? Yeah, maybe I maybe these days I've got a little bit more flexibility. Well, listen, uh, we're gonna have a meeting later on today. I'll I'll counsel uh, with with Barry. We'll table this the discussion. Might, okay. The decision might not be made today. But at a future lunch meeting, we can decide whether or not we yeah. want you to be part of that. Or well, not. let me let me just uh, say uh, in advance that uh, it would be a delight to join both of you, uh, just as long as it didn't interrupt uh, my very busy uh, interview schedule after the show. What very <clears throat> busy interview schedule? Podcast this? interviews, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, you can you do know, that job any, interviews, any time of the day or night. Most of those people are in England. You, you talk to them at nine o'clock at night, and it's like they're four o'clock. You know? Sure. Uh, letting kids have cell phones. Several bad social norms involve phones, so some say it's problematic to uh, to get kids attached to them too soon. That's true. It's true, but it's also it's a different time than when we grew up, where there was a payphone everywhere, yeah. and you would call your parents and do that little collect call thing. I'm at the mall, and then hang up the phone, and then they'd come pick you up 15 minutes later. There's there is a utilitarian reason for a kid to have a cell phone it, it may not but a flip phone is, is just as good as well listen as a smartphone you know there's enough tools out there where you can police things now yes and and say it's all about setting limits sometimes yeah, but, it's just telling your kid no sure but you also understand that parents have more easily defined limits than a child who will do everything they can to test the limits or try to skirt the limits without you knowing uh that's well, just what childhood is all about well let me uh, let me tell you something about parents there is no need to argue parents just don't understand i don't have any uh oh, you don't have that accompanying handy. music to go along with that well there you go that's uh that was just some fodder i uh i figured i'd i'd throw in your face this morning good I, fodder and remind you that you're not invited to our stupid little lunch party uh, am I the a-hole? Coming up, uh, yes, you now. are. I'm going to say no, not this time. Uh huh. It's uh, 7:58 at Rock 102. Listen for Snow Country 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8:12, and the Scorpions are back in Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be sunny today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. How about? Whoa. I was just going to say, I, oh. I know you're going to get into something, yeah. but before we do, I just want to say that sometime this hour, not now, but sometime this hour, somebody's going to win tickets to see the Rolling Stones at Gillette Stadium. 
and you interrupted this? <clears throat> it's uh, another round of Am I the A-Hole, and apparently we do. Uh, somebody interrupted with... I didn't interrupt anything. I just I was uh, you know pre-promoting the fact that Rolling Stones tickets are given away. I, I I think it's a perfectly good use of our time. Is it? Is it really? Anyway, we've done worse. Here we go with another round of Am I the A Hole? Yes. All right. My Am I the A Hole? Yes. For not tipping at a restaurant. Uh, my wife and I went to a sit-down sports bar and grill for a late dinner at 10 p.m. in Illinois. Is it Illinois or Illinois? Uh, it's Illinois. How come it has the S at the end of it? I don't I've know. I never why. understood that. Silent. We in, uh, it's like Arkansas. How come it's not Arkansas? It's a good question. Yeah. We and uh, one other table that were uh, was about to leave were the only tables at the restaurant. A few seconds later, after we sat down, before we were able to look at the menu, the server came in and asked what we wanted to drink. We both ordered water. When she dropped off the water, she slammed it on the table and just walked away. You know, I, I, I wonder sometimes when people are telling the story, though, mm-hmm. if they're embellishing it or not to to kind of uh, persuade the reader. Uh, right. Well, I mean, uh, if you're writing to Reddit, <laughs> you got to believe uh, not everyone's telling the exact, the exact truth. Uh, a few minutes later, she came by and she uh, took our order. She came over and dropped our drinks. My wife said, thank you. And the waitress said, you're welcome. As she walked away immediately. When our food was ready, another server delivered our food. As we were enjoying our food, my wife wanted a honey mustard sauce for her sweet potato fries, but the waitress was nowhere to be seen. She walked by our table once, but she was just staring down at her phone and didn't pay attention to our table, even though we were looking at her as if we needed something. We both had burgers in our hands and mouths, so we couldn't say anything. She walked into the kitchen while looking down at her phone, scrolling through her photo gallery. We never saw the waitress again until my wife went up to the bar and asked for honey mustard from the bartender after 15 minutes of waiting. The bartender went into the kitchen and told us that the server would be out with the honey mustard. After waiting about three to four minutes, she came out with the honey mustard and literally dropped it off. She did not gently place it and briskly walked right off into the kitchen without asking if we needed anything else. My wife said thank you, but the waitress didn't say anything as she walked away. When we finished our meals, we saw her come to our table with the toast a uh, handheld point-of-sale machine to insert my credit card. The total came out to $54.11. Uh, for tips, I pressed no tips. When my wife and I were walking back to the car, she asked how much I tipped. I said zero. She was very angry with me and said that I uh, she could no longer go out to dinner with me and she could never go back here again because I didn't give a tip. She said 8 to 10% would have been justifiable. But 0% is just unacceptable. I uh, justified my $0 tip by telling her how the waitress didn't check on our table when she saw how she dropped things and just walked right off into the kitchen to uh, to never be seen again. So am I the a-hole? Well, you know, I, I uh, you don't know why that waitress was acting like a like an idiot. I mean, you don't, you don't, maybe there's something going on at work. Maybe there's something going on in her personal life. I don't know. But I would I would leave a tip, yeah, at least fifteen percent, uh, just, just just because. Well, just because you know that the minimum wage isn't it server wage is way lower than regular like regular yeah. worker wage, right? I think it's more than it used to be two dollars and sixty three cents an hour for the longest time. I don't know how much it is now. Though. I don't. It may be over three bucks. I don't. I don't really know. All uh, I can, all I can tell you is I would not walk out of a restaurant with no tip. Okay. 
Uh, this guy puts an edit in, though. The restaurant closes at midnight. The kitchen closes at 11 p.m. He walks in there at 10. Yeah, it's still enough time. That's not like walking yeah. in at 10.55 and saying, I'd like a burger, please. But yeah. even then... Well, that's no excuse for bad service. But it's but but again, you don't know what's contributing to whatever the problem is, and so I you know, I I would leave something. I think if you if you leave no tip or an inadequate tip, like a dollar on a like a like a fifty dollar uh, tab, yeah, you're the a hole. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Uh, he also says this is my first time not tipping in a sit down restaurant and or a sports bar. Well. You just got your first lesson in what happens when you don't tip, you stupid little scumbag. Way to go, tightwad. You definitely are an a-hole. Uh, I'm just trying to read what other people uh, have, have written here. Uh, from where I'm from, tipping is a form of appreciation for good or great service, and when one tips, the waitstaff is generally doing a good job, is friendly, or communicative. How do you say that word? Communicative. Thank you. Uh, as that apparently wasn't the case here, I'd say you are not the a-hole. Mm. Okay. I think the guy is. Listen, you got to give something. Yeah, nothing is really is really a gauche. Nothing is n- is not going to get you anywhere. But I'll tell you, if I get really really good service, mm-hmm. I'll leave a big fat tip. I usually do. And you I know why? Over tip. You know why I leave a big fat why? tip? Because I don't like doing the math. Oh, is that what it is? Ultimately, I can't figure out. Ultimately, I don't want to go through the mathematical headache. Well, all right. You want me to make this easy for you? Yeah. All right. So you just you start with ten percent. Yeah. As the number, right? So let's say the bill is thirty-one dollars. Right. Ten percent right? would be three dollars and ten cents. Right. Twenty percent would be six dollars and twenty cents. I'd leave ten dollars simply because I find that's, the math. But boring. that's what I'm talking about. You figure out. You have to have a little bit of a guideline. So just go with the ten percent rule in mm-hmm. order to do your easy math. You're just adding. You're just doubling whatever the ten percent number is. I know it sounds complicated, but it's really not. No, listen, I, I know how to do it. It's not that I don't know how to do it. I just prefer to not do it. No, but I'll at least start with okay. The twenty percent is six dollars, and like you just said, here's ten. Yeah, uh, we'll keep it that way. Right. That's like more like what twenty? I don't see that. I don't know what percentage that is. Well, in that case, if it's a thirty dollar bill, it's thirty <laughs> percent. Is it thirty percent? Oh, it is. Yeah, 30%. it's thirty percent. What I'm teaching you math? Well, I don't, now I who's just, the a hole? I just figured. Well, we're both a holes. I mean. We don't really even need to ask the question, but now I just figured that out. Well, yeah. thank you so much. No now problem. I know what the uh, what the deal is. By the way, if you're a, a waiter or a waitress in the in the uh, the listening area, and you think I'm going to give you thirty percent just because I walked in the door of your restaurant, think again, that uh, pal. Uh, you needs it requires a good service for me to give you thirty oh. percent, but I'll right. do it. I, but I over tip anyway. Even if I have bad service, I usually yeah. over tip. I do. It's too. just the way to do it. You ready to move on to the next one? Sure. Am I the a-hole for not wanting my girlfriend to cook for me after I gave... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Am I the a-hole for wanting my girlfriend to cook for me after I gave her food poisoning? Okay? (laughs) My girlfriend and I have been together for three years, and we moved in in April. She's a great cook and learned from her Italian grandmother, but she can make almost anything and everything under the sun. She traveled a lot when she was younger, and she loves Asian food the most. I thought she, I was a good cook, but she says my cooking is terrible. 
She took over the cooking now that we live together and tried to teach me, but then got impatient because she thought I wasn't trying. I am, but she gets mad when I don't uh, get it the first time. I don't think that she's that great of a teacher. She got mad because I didn't check if my chicken was done by cutting into it and making sure it isn't pink. I usually just poke it. Uh, like she does, but she insists I should cut into it because I'm not very experienced. Recently, she's wanted me to cook once a week, and I've been trying, even though it's clearly not coming out very well. She's a way better cook, though, so why, does, why doesn't she just cook? She clearly enjoys it, but she insists that I have to learn. I can feed myself, but I don't feel the need to get as good as, she, as her. Clearly, her food is better, but I can survive on my cooking, and so that's good enough for me. Anyway, I cooked chicken and broccoli, and she ate a few pieces, then got up and cut up the chicken, and it was pink. She got really angry at me for trying to give her food poisoning. It's clearly just a mistake, and I apologize, but she had diarrhea for a few days. Ah, boy. And she had to miss work. Now she won't cook for me and uh, just cooks for herself. I usually eat out now. She doesn't pack me uh, Tupperware, and it's really sad because it's one of the things I really enjoyed. Sitting down for lunch and seeing what she made me, I told her she's punishing me for no reason, and she's gotten mad at me, uh, mad, and told me I intentionally didn't cook the chicken right. Oh my God, this is this sounds like a horror of a person to be yeah. with to begin with. Uh, and I'm always expecting her to cook like I'm a kid. I'm pretty uh, po'd by her comments, and we've argued over it. But I guess it's her right not to cook for me. You know what would save this relationship? What? A meat thermometer. Yeah, you know, I, I was just instant I, was, meat I was thinking that when they were like cutting into the thing, they, they you don't even have to poke the chicken. They make those infrared ones. They're cheap. They're tw- less than twenty bucks. Yeah, you, you you point it right at the thing and it tells you how how, how uh, hot it is. It's chicken, one hundred and sixty degrees. Yeah, that's all you need, that's and it's it. got to be one hundred and sixty degrees exactly. If you go uh, one sixty one, oh, dry the hell out, or one fifty nine, it's the it's the botulism or dried out disappointment. It has to be 160 degrees mm-hmm. exactly. Or you could take it off. At 155. Uh, you, you could take it out of the pan at 155 and let it sit while the temperature rises to 160. And it'll still cook. Of course, but an instant read thermometer will tell you exactly where you need to be. You know what? This Next rem- thing you know, your whole relationship has been saved. This Thanks, rem- Bax. This reminds me of when my uh, late wife and I first got together, and uh, she was she was telling me, hey, uh, can you can you make the bed? So I would just take the sheets and then just like toss them up in the air, like I I don't know what I'm doing, I I don't know, and you, and, and of course I knew what I was doing, just, yeah, I just didn't want to do it, right? And if you do that enough, the other person will get frustrated and go, forget it, just let me do it, and that's how I got out of making the bed for so long. It's a pretty smart idea. Listen, man, stick with me, follow me for more helpful tips. <laughs> you too can be the a hole. On Bax and Nagel. It's 824 on Rock 102. GGX.com. It's 8.25 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 and feelgoodshoplocal.com want to hook you up for the holidays, and they can do it to over 50 local businesses on that site. You can do all your holiday shopping from the comfort of your home, and if you go to rock102.com right now, you could sign up for a $250 gift certificate to Feel Good Shop Local. We'll choose a winner on December 4th. Your chance to feel uh, to uh, to chance to win with feelgoodshoplocal.com and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, I don't know. What do we what, what do you got? What do you got going on over there? You got anything? I don't really have uh, very much going on at all other than to tell you that Rolling Stones tickets are coming up uh, later on this hour. Rolling Stones tickets. Yes. Wow. 
Is that what they are? Uh, they're just rocks and wheelchairs. They call them Rolling Stones. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's what they uh, what they call them. But well, uh, you well, know, I will have another Rolling Stones joke before we give those away. Will you? Yeah, well, that's uh, good. Be coming up later on this hour. You know that tour is uh, sponsored by AARP. Yes, which I, I think is very I, interesting. I I had heard that, and I was not surprised one bit. Well, you shouldn't be surprised. I mean, uh, let's see. How how old is uh, is Mick now? Is Mick eighty? Is he, he eighty years old? I think I think he's eighty two, isn't he? He is exactly eighty. He is eighty, 80. this year. Turned eighty in July. <coughs> Looking pretty damn good for eighty too. Well, you know, he's a uh, healthy living. That's what does it for you. Well, he's got those young kids. Doesn't he have a kid who's like two? Yes. <laughs> I believe. Keeps him spry. I believe you're right. Keeps him uh, running around the house. Well, hey, you know what? Uh, I told you, I think, uh, quite a few years ago. Uh, remember that thing we did with that other guy? It was like a six months, and there was another guy here. He was just I here. I don't really recall that you sure? at all. You sure? It was no. a pretty traumatic experience. I, I had a blackout for at least a good six months for and, a while. And there was a there was a little thing that I had written about uh, about us about, uh, you know, the show. Yeah. And one of the things I pointed out was, uh, you know, because of all the all the significant radio things that happen in my life, <clears throat> you eventually will be no longer sponsored by Rocky's Ace Hardware, but uh, you'll be uh, sponsored by one of the local nursing homes uh, doing your view right. from the couch and your view from the bedside is all where, is, where it yeah, will be. Yeah, all yeah. <laughs> A view from the bedpan brought to you by Wingate. Yeah. Uh, eventually, Rockies will say, listen, we've loved the partnership we've had over the years, but this man can't even wa- – how can we How can we use him as a spokesperson when he can't even get out of bed to use a uh, a steel uh, – uh, Like a steel chainsaw. Steel stage yeah. uh, chainsaw or an edger or a trimmer. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, age is not a factor when it yeah. comes to good quality power equipment. You know, my grandmother, yeah. true story, right before her uh, 89th birthday, for all she wanted was a chainsaw for her 89th birthday. Yeah? Yeah. Well, what did she do with that chainsaw? She had some uh, some bushes to trim, some uh, some trees to fell. Mouthy neighborhood kids to teach lessons to. Yeah, that's right. She yeah. she went on a, like a multi-state killing spree oh, back yeah, in yeah. Uh, 1987. Well, hey, and you can get all that stuff at your local Rockies neighborhood. Good people, Rock Solid Service, and Baxi's grandmother. There you go. It's 829. News is next to Rock 102. Craving winter fun or a new hobby? Otis Ridge Ski Resort is your destination. Saturday you. 831 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. This is local radio icon Steve Nagel. The Orange Police. The Orange Police? Orange, I don't even know. Man, I have no idea. Uh, Is searching for the owner of a Cadillac Escalade that was on fire on East Road on Monday. According to Orange Fire Rescue EMS, the Shelburne Control Regional Dispatch received multiple calls for an unknown fire in the 300 block of East Road. Some of the calls reported that it could be a barn or a motor vehicle fire, but it was unclear at that time. When officers arrived, they reported that an SUV was completely on fire and in the wrong travel lane. Gee, Chief, I think that's illegal. Which part? Setting the vehicle on fire or having it go the wrong way and well, not a one-way street? Well, come on, Chief. We have vehicle fires here uh, once a day, but uh, never in the wrong direction on the travel lane. 
I got to tell you, Chief, you know, these Escalades, they're not cheap. They can cost anywhere between eighty dollars to $149,000, depending on how many how it loaded it is. There were no injuries uh, reported, and the vehicle was found unoccupied. It is unclear who the vehicle belongs to, and there are no plates or VIN numbers that could be located. If this is your Cadillac Escalade... <laughs> Or you know the owner of that Cadillac Escalade, you're yeah. asked to contact the Orange Police Department. Now, um, there's no VIN numbers on this vehicle? Well, they couldn't be located, I would imagine, because the car was on fire. You know? Right. And then, uh, you know, when you open the driver door, you got that sticker there, so that might have been melted off. Yeah. But you still got a, a VIN number right on the front windshield there. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, couldn't they wait till the fire is uh, out and then look at the VIN number, or is it possible that the VIN number may have been uh, damaged in the fire? Yeah, listen, Chief, we don't have those kind of resources up there. Why don't we just ask if anybody knows if this is their Cadillac Escalade to step forward and claim their vehicle? You know, the problem in this town is our fire department doesn't have any hoses or access to water, so they all get together and blow on it. Well, isn't that how most small towns do that? I've never been to Orange before, have you? Yeah, no, I've been, I've been well, I've, I've, been, by I've been through it. I can't say I've actually, you know... Got out of the town to uh, check out the local color. I've only been on Route 9, and that goes through Orange. It goes through, it? yeah. All right. Is so it I, 9 or is it 2? Uh, wait, uh, no, no, you're right. It would be 2. I was on 2. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, I, I didn't really, all, I didn't notice anything like a town center or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe the town center's not on Route 2. I don't know. But nevertheless, someone just uh, lost their Escalade in Orange. What a what a what a tragic waste of a perfectly good SUV. I remember I got lost at the beach once when I was a kid and the lifeguard had to hold me up and say, Does any anybody's kid does it does this kid belong to anybody? I just, You're sure he didn't lift you up and say, I don't know, kid, they could be anywhere. Isn't it funny how like those are things you remember? Like just weird, weird things. Like I can't rem I couldn't tell you about anything about that day. Yeah. Other than the fact that I was just with my family at a very busy New Jersey beach. There, there are certain things yeah. that I think everybody in their life, you know, there's, there are these indelibly stamped memories that you cannot for the life of you ever forget. You've got them. You've got a bunch of them. Yeah. I, I told you many that, of them. The, the, the one I remember is like uh, the day I got attacked by a duck. Yeah, yeah, like the, weird the, stuff. At, and my my grandfather saved my life by kicking the duck in the head. But if you were asked about with any, my finger still in its mouth, I remember that. Story. Yes, that was tra you know what it is. It's trauma. You know, I thought I was lost at this beach, and, and I just I just remember being all I remember is being scared, and then looking around and seeing a bunch of people that I didn't like. It was yeah. know, everybody had their blankets out, and you know thing. And then the, when I started crying, some lady brought me over to the lifeguard, and then the lifeguard picked me up uh, and said, uh, anybody, uh, anybody belong to this uh, kid? Does this kid belong to anybody out here? That's all I remember. Turns uh, out your parents uh, packed up the beach towels and already went in the car. I think my dad was passed out from the warm Budweiser's he had in the cooler. <laughs> Never put the ice in the cooler until we were like 10 minutes away from the beach. It's yeah. like, no, do you not understand the concept of that? But you know what? Uh, but there's a guy who really is interested in working on his base because there's no better way to get a tan than to fall asleep drunk in the sun. He was he was a very tan person, and I think that might be why. Like he had to, <laughs> like, he worked outside a lot. The guys who work outside a lot have that hue to them that like, yeah. that dark uh, like working man hue right. to them. 
Uh, I don't have that. I sit in the studio. I'm surprised I haven't been burned by the fluorescence in here. Yeah, I actually will get very, very dark due to my uh, my swarthy Mediterranean skin. But uh, but uh, you know, some guys just can't do that. You're Mediterranean. Oh, because you're uh, you're Portuguese. Yeah, because right? well, the the Azores sit right there off the the coast of Portugal, where, mm-hmm. where my family is from. Mm-hmm. And boy, when we get enough sun, we are crispy golden brown. Wait a minute. E- you're from a place off the coast of Portugal? It's still part of Portugal. Yeah, but are you really, could you really call yourself Portuguese or you're just Are, are you going to say people in Block Island are not from Rhode Island? Of course they are. No, they're Rhode Island onlookers. You are a Portuguese onlooker. I wish I could be like the people of the mainland, but I'm never going to be. I'm just going to be here on my own little island. Actually, yeah, Steve, the, uh, the Azores, in particular San Miguel, is a breathtakingly beautiful part of the world. Have you ever been there? I've seen pictures. Yeah, right. That's the other thing. It's like, you know, I'm Irish. Have you ever been to, to Sligo over in Ireland? Yeah, that's where my, my grandmother was from. Right. Uh, no, I've never been there. No, but I have been to Brennan's, and yeah, I, have, yeah. <laughs> I have been to yeah. uh, to Donovan's Pub. Yeah, I, I've even went, yeah, and I've even, I've even uh, went to St. Patrick's Day in Holyoke where it said Cerveza on the outside of the uh, of, of the Irish bar. you got to have a real set. Yeah. To order a Modelo at on uh, on St. <laughs> yeah. Patrick's Day in Holyoke. Yeah, I'll take a Corona, please. Yeah, and with extra lime because yeah. it's green. Ooh, Frigo Cerveza, just what I wanted on St. Patrick's Day, right in downtown Holyoke. These Irish tacos are terrific. Uh, yeah, these uh, those are the impanda meats that we were talking about <laughs> yesterday. A groundbreaking ceremony. <laughs> A groundbreaking ceremony was held Tuesday for a ground-up cannabis dispensary <coughs> in the Pine Point section of Springfield. Turn my mic off for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Let, let it rip, Steve. Oh, worked up a good one. It's that time of year where you start getting sniffly. There you are, Steve. Yeah. You're going clamming, aren't you? Uh, yeah, got the oyster <laughs> down. Yeah, we're good. Uh, anyway, e- Pine Point. EMBR, which I would imagine would be Ember, Dispensary is the first in the city to be built from the ground up. It'll be located on Boston Road between Morton Street and uh, Lamont Street, also known as the former Russell's Restaurant site. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. The uh, construction project was selected as part of Mayor Dom Dom's administration's second round of adult-use cannabis proposals. Sano says that uh, $2 million uh, investment in the Pine Point neighborhood will not only bring more construction jobs and jobs in retail once the facility is built and up and running, it will also build, uh, bring additional revenue for the city, including property taxes. It's it's a lo- uh Oh, he didn't say this. I'm sorry. This is Patricia Schweitzer. I was going to have her do a dom-dom voice, but that's not going to sound right. Okay. Uh, it's a long, vacant lot, so to bring this back to economic prosperity, uh, prosperity and to create some really nice green space, it's going to be quite remarkable. There will be a prob- probably 50 construction jobs, at least along with all the permanent jobs that it will create. Uh, Schweitzer Construction plans to transform the vacant property into a state-of-the-art dispensary along with a one-of-kind community pocket park. Who would have thought that marijuana was going to save the the uh, the cities? Well, I mean, tax revenue. If, uh, if it were allowed to operate like a real business and you know do banking and have uh, a line of credit, then then that would be terrific. You know what? That's coming though. I th- I don't I don't think that's going to be too far into the future before I they not. they finally deregulate it. I mean, it really is stupid. A lot of the dispensaries now, they can't even accept 
uh, the debit cards anymore. No. Because a lot of these banks are going, hey, you can't use us as a point of sale for a debit card, even though it's considered cash. You know what I'm happy about, though? And and this is this is kind of true. Even, even though uh, the stigma of marijuana and cannabis products has been, you know, lifted over time. They don't, you know, that, that, that stigma doesn't really yeah. exist like it used to. It's still an, you know, it, it doesn't feel like you're walking into an adult bookstore anymore. No, it doesn't. And, yeah, like, and, like well, you got you know, looking around on the street, make sure no one notices you're going in there. It's like now, nah, it's no big deal. It's like it's like going into an Aldi's, except you don't have to put a quarter in the in the cart. Well, they're, they're becoming a little lax on the rules too. In the beginning, they were like, okay, well, you everything has to be in these packaged bags. You can't have the bag open. And mm-hmm. You can't open the bag until you get home, and all this other stuff. And that's why they staple it with the receipt on the top of it and all that other good stuff. Now it's like, do you want a bag? And you can say no, or you can just walk out of there with the products because they're already prepackaged in a bunch of childproof containers anyway. What's the difference of putting a paper bag or a plastic bag around? It's going to make a difference. Some of them are adult proof too. They, well, I believe me, uh, when you're uh, when you're itching to get your uh, get your devil's lettuce on and that packaging, you can't get that little tube out. Mm-hmm. That's a frustrating. Uh, I idea. bet it is. Uh, on Sunday, the city of uh, oh wait a minute, I'm reading a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Are you high right now? A little. Just a tiny bit. But that's okay. That's how I get through the mornings. Have you been sucking down the Chiba Chiba this morning? The Chiba Chiba? The Devil's Lettuce? The, uh... Oh, man. What was the other one I heard? <laughs> the skunk Stent. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's the other good that's stuff, good. too. Um, I don't even know where I was going with this, because I am, in fact, uh, very high right now. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Are you okay with that? I, go ahead. Do you want to hear uh, about a guy who got stabbed because he was looking at other chicks, or do you want to hear about a guy who had meth under his, uh, you know what? You know, you drive a hard, uh, a hard choice there, Steve. I'm well, going to go with this, the meth underneath the, you know what? This is the choose your own ending news. The meth, definitely the meth. We should remember those books. I used to have those books all the time. Oh, well, they, they they all had different endings. Yeah, you could go to page seventy six if you wanted to see uh, the kid make it, or you can go to page uh, fifty three to see the kid get eaten by a dragon. Uh, either one. I miss those books. Yeah, I miss those too. Well, here we are. We're doing it now. It's choose your own ending news. Meth under the balls, or looking at somebody the wrong way. Meth under the balls. All right. Uh, a 46-year-old man in Florida named Caleb Phillips was being screened by a corrections officer at a jail on Monday when they discovered that he had a plastic cylinder in his underwear, tucked right under his junk. Caleb said it wasn't his. When asked how it got there, he suggested that someone must have put it there while he was sleeping. Right. Oh, the meth fairy, isn't that? We get the, you know, <laughs> my kids still get the tooth fairy. Uh, do you think the meth fairy comes at night in the corrections yeah. building? And puts meth underneath your, uh, your your junk? Sure, I can see that happening. I never heard of uh, Nick Kochi running, uh, ooh, everybody, everybody put your fallen out teeth <laughs> under your pillow. The meth fairy's coming tonight. You know, oh, I got a gram! Yay! I don't know, Steve. I'm a, I've heard people say that the uh, the meth fairy's not real. Wait a minute. What's the meth fairy giving out nowadays? <laughs> when I was when I, we only had a little tiny rock. Now you kids get a whole bag of them. It's bullshit, isn't it? That's what that is. <laughs> 
When the office started investigating the cylinder, uh, Caleb said he thought it contained Advil, which is a decent guess for a guy who claimed he didn't know how it got there, but it turns out it was meth inside. Caleb was charged with narcotics possession and smuggling contraband into a detention facility. Uh, both are felonies, by the way. He'll be, uh, he'll be held without bond for much longer than he's being held for right now. <laughs> right. He'll also be held by many other people who want a piece of that little meth action that the meth fairy Jeff dropped off. Ooh, somebody had the me- visit from the meth fairy. Yeah, he went from Breaking Bad to Breaking Balls. That's yeah, what he did. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what it. I did. I did it right now, and I don't, have, I don't feel bad about it. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It is currently 27 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. There's no place like home, but the 99 restaurant comes close with the return of our... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.50 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be sunny today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. So uh, tomorrow's show is really uh, shaping up to be something a lot of fun. It usually is. We don't. We have no plan in the beginning of the week, and then all of a sudden things just start Bing, bang, booming. Uh, I don't think you want to tell everybody that we had nothing planned. Let's just say we've uh, we've had to change the plans because it's gotten so much better. But uh, our basic hey. plans were uh, were very much a foundational part of our planning. Listen, we don't get to number ninety nine on the most popular radio shows in America by being prepared for anything. <laughs> I wasn't even prepared to hear that news. Yeah, I wasn't. E- yeah. I wasn't prepared either. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow is a Thunderbird Thursday. Ah. We'll have uh, Scott Zolak on the phone to ah. talk about Patriot football, Ooh, which Patriot. is always a great topic, mm-hmm. always a lot of fun to talk about. And then uh, we might also have uh, Marty Caproni here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, you know what? There is no show tomorrow night. What? Uh, yeah, there's no, sh- uh, there, there's no show usually the week after Thanksgiving. That's uh, that's what he told me. Well, that's that's uh, but, I, I, that that was the night I was going to go. But Thursday the seventh, there will be a show. And who is uh, the headlining comedian for that night? Uh, yours truly, nope. Steve Nagel. Listen to you yeah, doing time. Uh, you know, working yeah. out bits. I'll be uh, I'll be working out bits. I've actually got quite, quite a few good ones. Really? Yeah. How much time you got? How much time are you giving you? 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Oh, that's a long time. God, that I, can drag. You I, know, when, I did it last time, but now I, I got. hopefully I got a little bit more uh, change the direction. Yeah, of the I, I mean, yeah, like 30 minutes, that's that's a long time to do when, you, you know, when you're eating it for like the first minute and a half. Uh, is that you really get 29 more, you know, 28 and a half more minutes left to go. Yeah, I know. That's a, that's a long time. Oh, that's tough. Uh, you know, uh, I know we got a few minutes here, right? Yeah, before sure. We, before we do uh, whatever we're going to do. Back in the day, you could let somebody use your phone without handing them a $1,000 device with access to your bank accounts, you know, your your D-picks. Yeah, you know, right. Your, your fantasy football line, all that good stuff in there. Uh, but now you, you can't just hand over a smartphone. A man is going viral after sharing a story about how he was visiting downtown Nashville last weekend, and he was nearly scammed after going uh, bar hopping. He stopped to grab a bite to eat at a hot dog stand at 2.30 a.m. He started talking with someone, and they asked if they could see his phone so they could add themselves to his contacts. He agreed, but he was thinking clearly enough to not hand over the phone altogether. He turned it, uh, he turned it toward them so they could type on it. They were taking a while, so he said, sorry, I got to go and pulled the phone back. Soon after, he got a fraud notification that someone had set up a $3,000 cash app transaction but it had been flagged and canceled. Wow. 
Yeah, don't hand over your phone to anybody. I don't care no. who it is. Uh, that's when he realized that the uh, person he met was a scammer who had apparently been slick enough to quickly navigate the cash app on his phone and then attempt to shoot themselves some money. And if they weren't so greedy, he might have gone through with it. You know, because if it was like $300, that might have worked. But 3000 usually that you get like a That sets off like red thing. flags. The guy's taking some heat for being so gullible, but he says he's uh, talking about it to warn others to not let strangers have access to their phone. How many times have we talked about people being scammed? It doesn't matter how smart you are. You can Nothing is foolproof. You can always be scammed by somebody. The smartest people in the world are the ones I think are more vulnerable. Yeah. Because they think to themselves, I'm too smart to allow something like yeah, that to happen. I, I can't let this happen to me. I'm very, I'm very vulnerable to it. Everybody is. Of course. We're all uh, we're just... Listen, all of your information is digital and online, and it's not that hard for somebody to to break into your stuff and yeah. start pretending they're you. It really takes uh, almost no effort to screw somebody. Yeah, so you're doing uh, it right. But uh, this guy, I, that's actually a good good plan. I'm going to start doing that in one dollar increments, and that way nobody will find. Hey, yeah, uh, who doesn't want Steve Nagel in their contacts? Yeah. Hey, let me put you. Let me put my number in there. Uh, put a little dollar on a yeah, little, dollar from one guy, dollar do- from none guy. It, yeah. it adds up. If I do that uh, five hundred times, I'd have a lot of dollars. 500 of, 500 of them, in fact. Oh, I didn't know the math on that. But, uh, yeah, if I did that, I'd do that. Hey, uh, there's something uh, really exciting. You ready for this? Uh, the Rolling Stones are coming to Gillette Stadium. Yes, Gillette Stadium, where uh, the Patriots play. Anyway, we have a pair of tickets to that show. It's on May 30th. The tickets actually go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., but you can win them before you can buy them just by being the 10th caller right now at 293-1021. Imagine that. You going to Gillette Stadium to see the Rolling Stones. The Rolling at, Stones? At that point, by May, all three of the remaining Rolling Stones, and I'm adding Ron Wood into that too, will all be over the age of 80. And that's why it's brought to you by AARP. Well, uh, you know, we all have to hit a certain limit at some point. Hey, they all need supplemental insurance, and what better way is there to follow AARP benefits? Uh, what's the difference between a Scotsman and the Rolling Stones? I don't know, Steve. What's the difference between a Scotsman and the Rolling Stones? The Rolling Stones would yell, hey, you, get off of my cloud. But a Scotsman would say, hey, McLeod, get off of my you. The Rolling Stones sheep joke. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) That's good. Anyway, 10th caller right now at 293-1021. Good luck to you. To Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 9-12 and Foreigner with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 37. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 45. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. You know that that Pat Kelly used to be the in-house voice for the Springfield Thunderbirds, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like his, that was his gig for a while. Yeah. Well, he didn't do that anymore because, uh, as you know... Well, he wasn't very good at it. No, he was actually very, very good at it, and we begged him to go there full-time, but yeah. uh, he said, nope, nope, Rock 102 is where I want to go. Tell you what, I'll take people to the games in the future. Well, here you go. Go to rock102.com, and by the end of the day on December 10th, uh, you could be going to a Springfield Thunderbirds game with Pat Kelly. Five winners and their guests will join Pat Wednesday, December 13th to watch the Springfield Thunderbirds take on the Rochester Americans. And you know that's going to be a real barn burner. A chance to go to a Thunderbirds game with Pat? Shut up. Who wouldn't want to go to a Thunder game, uh, Thunderbirds game with Pat? Well, and you know what? Uh, we'll probably let you just not invite him if you didn't want to go. If you didn't want there, him to go. There is a chance you can ditch him. 
yeah. uh, along the way. Uh, like before you even get there. Like if you find that uh, you know he's yeah. he's a bit much, or he's a little bit of a of a burden for your group. I've never known Pat Kelly to be any of those things. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I uh, I this time of year when it gets nice and cold, I love the uh, like the. The homemade foods. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, I'm on, I'm on like the Polish kick now for the last uh, last couple of weeks. Eating a lot of uh, kielbasa and uh, cabbages. Well, 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 I had to. I made those barbecue pig shots that I told you for Thanksgiving, which came out amazing. And I and I know that uh, they still can be perfected. Like I know what I did wrong. Right. But it didn't really matter. The end result was still deliciousness. But I had to get good kielbasa because, like you know, the recipe is like. Go get yourself some Hillshire Farms. I'm like, what's Please. the name of the what's the name of the Hillshire farmer? Because it doesn't end with ski. Then I don't want any of it, right? <laughs> that's, that's kind of the way. Listen, yeah, because ski stands for skills, knowledge, and intelligence right. when it comes to kielbasa making. Thank you for saving that for me. And yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. But uh, but I so I, I went over to Bernat's uh, to get the kielbasa. Oh, did you get the garlic one? I didn't get the garlic one. I just got the mm-hmm. signature one. The signature one is fantastic. It's just, just all the meats over there are are delicious. But and I also picked up a galumpki for myself. Sure, or two of them because uh, well, it'll, it'll yeah, you gotta do. have a little snack in the car on the way home. <laughs> you're, eating, you're eating stuffed cabbage in the car. Well, I eat the stu- I eat it before I start driving. I don't eat it as I'm driving down the road. That's yeah. that's just dangerous and stupid. I just eat it before I start driving. But anyway, so then, uh, you know, I like, uh, and I like their pierogies, too. They got good pierogies there, too. But this place in Westfield, this Janik's Pierogi Cafe. Oh, Janik is also fantastic. Dude, I went there and I picked up, um, they have, like, different kinds, like like many different kinds. Like, you, most of your Polish uh, places, you know, they got the, you know, they'll have, like, the blueberry ones for dessert and all that oh, stuff. Oh, the pierogies? But- sure. But then they'll have like the potato and cheese and the sauerkraut and mushroom, you know, all all my fan favorites. But these uh, buffalo chicken ones, really buffalo chicken, mm. and then uh, another one is a ch- steak and cheese. So it's like shaved steak uh, with whatever kind of cheese, I think cheddar or something inside of there. Wow, man, I gotta I gotta tell you, <clears throat> there's got to be a. We gotta make the we gotta combine these Polish uh, folks with the Irish folks and. Uh, can we start making like Reuben pierogies? You know, oh, with like yeah, a right. like a corned beef and a and a cabbage and a and some Russian dressing or something. Or do you use that as a dipping sauce? Not least? not to get away from the Polish food, but I would tell yeah. you that I that one time I made uh Reuben egg rolls. Reuben egg rolls. Yeah. Deep fried in the in the thing. Yeah. Uh Reuben egg rolls. That's uh, right. Yeah, there you go. So uh so anyway, uh that was my little uh, my little experience with the pierogies. So there you go. All right. Nine sixteen to rock one oh.